You know, every person that you come into contact with is facing a battle that you know nothing about, including Christian or not. We get weird when we, we start talking Christian in the world. We get really super weird about us and them. And I don't think Jesus had an us and them mentality. I think he had a a world mentality, a people mentality, regardless of the color of their skin or what they believe in. Because right now, when we're looking at the world and, and the way that people operate and social media, just going to a place that isn't cool with with trolling and negativity and opinions and people creating fake accounts so they can just bully people. And like we're at a place now where we can't even share an opinion on anything. Right or wrong, indifferent, left, right, upside down, whatever it is, we can't even share an opinion unless we're slammed. You share a parenting opinion on how you put your child to sleep at night and you'll have 80 mothers attacking you as a bad human. Like it's gotten to a weird place. And, 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 and what I'm passionate about is not having an us and them mentality. Because when I think about God and when I think about that scripture, John 3.16, it says, whomsoever. Yeah? Whomsoever. Not this tiny elected bunch of people that his grace only is for. He loves the world. He loves our neighbors. He loves our workplace. You know what? He loves your neighbor that doesn't believe in him the same as you. It's challenging because we we say it. Yeah, he loves everyone. But when you truly think about it, like he loves the what we would call the most evil person in the world the same as he loves you. He doesn't have an us and them mindset. He has a world mindset and a people mindset. You know, with with the 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 ball tampering saga. Has anyone heard about that this week? No? Actually stand up if you haven't. No, no. And we'll we'll um we'll show you this thing no no we'll, the this thing called the internet and it's um nah. But I mean I'm not gonna share my opinion about it all. Um cheating's wrong. But the way that people attack other people who have a heart and soul and a character and personality and a mum and a dad and perhaps children and uh, and sisters and brothers and they care and bleed and hurt. So we've got this weird thing happening now. Well, it's not weird. It's been happening for eons. But it's it, we're seeing it more now because of social media. It's up in our grill, so to speak. That's a cool word to use, isn't it? So what we've had here is we've had some wrongdoing. We've had people that go outside the spirit of the game to gain an advantage. We don't know the full picture and we probably never will because when we assume the motives of another person, we are at our dumbest. It's impossible to truly know what is in the thoughts and the heart of another person. 
We can gauge a little from the way they carry themselves, conduct themselves, their choices, actions, and decisions, their mannerisms and temperaments, and all that paints a great picture of who they really are, but we really can't know their intentions, motives, and who they truly are inside of them and what they're thinking. But what we've had is we've had this whole world of attack thinking they know And then we have their press conference, if anyone saw it. We've got three people just losing it, crying and bawling because they're people. And they made a mistake. And we have this us and them mentality. Because I'm right and you're wrong. (laughs) It's laughable. But then we've got this amazing situation in John 8... When Jesus really did model, I don't have an us and them mindset, but I have a people mindset, I have a a world mindset, meaning everyone matters. No one's a mistake, everyone matters, he's for everyone. The Bible actually says that he's slow in keeping his promise. He's patient with us, not wanting anyone to not be with him forever. So we can see this all the way through, but we just slip back into us and them mindsets. And I tell you what, as the, as, as the senior leaders of Destiny Church, we do not have an us and them mindset. It's not us versus them. It's not praying versus doctors. It's not this us versus them. It's everyone. And Jesus modeled it really well in John chapter 8. You see, the religious leaders of the day had these ritual, rituals and rules about the way that things should happen. They loved how they were seen more than what was in their heart. Their outward appearance was, was everything to them. And that is not the way that God thinks or acts or sees us. The Bible talks about that he, he bypasses the outward and he, and he looks in at our heart motive. It's critical. It's important. Out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. Guard your heart with all diligence, as we've been speaking. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we pull in hope and we get encouraged. The heart is a big deal. God loves it and he sees it. It's the central. It's not just an organ. Won't go into that detail because I'm not a doctor. But in John chapter 8, we find the religious leaders catch a lady, the Bible says, caught in the act She's having sex outside of marriage, outside of their laws. And they said she was caught in the act. I mean, what a humiliating thing to be caught in the act. You've got to be naked. Well, whatever. Most of the time. So can you just imagine, though, this? In that society, can we move on fast? Wow. Wow. But can you imagine that society? Like, women weren't treated really greatly. That's why the woman at the well snuck away in the middle of the day. Yeah, John 4, Jesus spoke to her, the water that I have, that whole scenario, the Samaritan woman. They weren't treated with respect and honor the way that God sees them. They were put down. They were devalued. We, we, we see this with the woman with the issue of blood. She went to the doctors. She, went to, she tried everything. 
and, and, and it took everything that she had to sneak out and touch Jesus and was immediately healed. There was shame on that. There was, oh, you must be cursed or something's been done wrong to you. So we've got this, this picture, picture it in this day and age. Women, they're put down. Not only that, but she's caught in the act. She's crossing a law, a boundary, sin. And the religious leaders who were worried about their outward appearance grabbed her and took her to Jesus. I can't say that she was naked, but they wouldn't have cared. Yeah? They wouldn't have cared about her dignity. So they took her before and said, what are you going to do about this? Because apparently you've come from God. And we know God. (laughs) We know God. It's not the Greek word genisko, which means to know by experience. It's not that Greek word genisko that means to actually come face to face and have an encounter that changes you forever into an intimate relationship with him. It's a, it's a knowledge. We know God. We know the 613 laws. We know the list. We were taught it from when we were young. So what are you going to do about it? They, were real, they had an us in their mindset. They were over here and the rest of the world was over there. And Jesus, how amazing is Jesus? This is what Jesus did. Crowds of people. The, the what are you going to do moment. And he's like, just does a little scribble on the sand. Starts writing in the dirt, the Bible says. Maybe he's just gathering his thoughts. Maybe he's just analyzing, wow, this is a great opportunity to show them what you're like, Dad. Maybe that was the moment when he stepped into, I only say what I hear my father say and do what I only hear my father do. Maybe he was checking in on the father. Yeah? Maybe he was just having a moment. Maybe he didn't want to react. Maybe he didn't want to just respond quickly in the moment with the pressure of what are you going to do? She crossed the boundary. She crossed the line. Do something because this isn't okay. Maybe out of their own insecurities, their own justice, their own upbringing, they're frustrated. They want God. But all they know is religion, which leads to death and destruction and man's effort. So Jesus is just, he is not in a hurry. He doesn't want to react. So he leans into the father and he goes, hey guys, he who is without sin, throw the first stone outrageous statement. So he's like, go for it. And he wouldn't have been, oh, I hope no one's without sin. (laughs) Because he operated in the gift of word and knowledge. Remember, he wasn't God, but he operated in the gifts of the Spirit empowered by the Holy Spirit as a man. So he stepped into words of knowledge and prophetic and healing and all that sort of amazing stuff. So he's like, yeah, I know that they are not right. (laughs) So there's going to be no stones throwing. So she's still on the ground crying in a heap. And they run off. They were stunned. Remember, gracious words 
continually flowed from his lips, the Bible says. They're stunned at what came out of his mouth. They're stunned that he didn't react. They're stunned that he wasn't, he didn't have an us and them mindset. They're stunned of the, at the love. They're, he, they're stunned at the kindness that he's showing to a person that doesn't deserve it. And he says, hey, stand up. Where are your accusers? Are they condemning you? She's like, no. And then he says, well, either do I. He says, either do I. And then what has he said? Now go and leave your life of sin. Because sin matters. But God doesn't have as big a problem of sin than we do. We make sin the issue. The issue is God hates anything that blocks relationship with him. Does that make sense? So it's my great passion in life to deconstruct people's views, negative views of who Jesus is. And it's my great passion to see the church not have an us and them mindset. John 3.16 says, whomsoever. While Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. As Jesus was arrested, just before he was sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew 26, 36 onwards, we see Peter, who was obsessed with Jesus, that followed after Jesus. The Bible says that immediately he dropped his nets and followed Jesus. He loved him. When Jesus said, hey, are you guys going to leave me too? After a product, a product, well, I'm not even going to say that. After a risky sermon... When he said about drinking flesh and drink pound, drinking blood and eating flesh, he's talking about like a, a metaphor and stuff. And they freaked out and people left him. And he, and he said, are you guys going to leave me too? And Peter said, how can we leave you, Jesus? You have the words of eternal life. Something happens within me when I hang around with you. So we've got Peter who is like that, who has been caught up in this incredible gospel of kindness and power. And we've got Jesus who's sweating blood trying to pass it because he doesn't want to be sin. Bible says he became sin. My friends who don't know Jesus, he became their sin. He became their sin. He's not going to die again when my friend accepts Jesus. He took the sins of the world upon himself. He dealt with all of my friend's sin. Do we really realize this? I think sometimes we think that, oh, no, he, he, he did, but it's sort of this, it's still on them, and, and then I'll deal with it when they confess. Now, I don't believe in universalism. I believe that we all give an account for our life. I believe that we all need to confess Jesus Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, Romans 10, 9. I believe that. I believe that we've got to acknowledge, embrace, accept, believe, and confess and take a step into forgiveness and then into repentance, which we don't have time to go into. That's exciting. Um, I believe all that, but what I also believe is he's already dealt with everybody's sin. But really think about it. 
He took away the sins of the world. So their sin has been dealt with. All they've got to do is activate the promise. They've got to activate what, which, what has already been done. So we've got Jesus about to be arrested and Peter, who has been caught up in this whole deal. He's passionate about him. He's encountered him. The miracles, that he didn't just talk about stuff, but he demonstrated. And Peter's like, no, nah, you're not taking him away. And he cuts off his ear. I think his name's Matthias, Matthias, something like that. What name our kid Matthias? No, just kidding. Got two names, we're happy. Word knowledge, no, don't, because then I won't be able to keep a straight face. So we've got Peter cuts off his ear, and what does Jesus do? He grabs the ear and puts it back on, and we have a miracle, a creative miracle take place exactly that time. 1 John 2, 2. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins and not only our sins, but for the, the sins of the world. This is Jesus. This is what he's like. He doesn't have an us and them mindset. It seems too good to be true. His capacity to love is bigger than ours. And that's why it's hard. That's why we can position ourselves against. But he modeled what kindness looks like. Everywhere we go, can we let kindness trump impatience and frustration? They're often the two motivating factors behind not being kind and our list. So we... We, we pile on our list of struggles and the battles that we're all facing, Christian or not, irrelevant. And then we add impatience and frustration to the list and then we can step into not being kind. But Jesus modeled that we can actually be kind all the time. We need a reformation of kindness. We really do need a reformation of kindness. It's not us and them. The whole world was included, for God so loved the world. And even within the church, we can have an us and them mindset. <laughs> we can have an us and them mindset. When we talk about what things we're watching on TV, when we're talking about tattoos, when we're talking about eating meat on Good Friday, when we're talking about going to the football on Good Friday, when we're talking about Santa and the Easter Bunny. Maybe all great convictions. But we're so quick as believers to go, this is me and that's you and I'm right and you're wrong. And I really feel like God is doing something with unity and kindness in the church. Because what does the Bible say? The way that we love, they're going to see. They're going to actually praise God because of the love that we have. So can we put down our stones as well? Can we put down, oh, you might disagree with being tattoos. I actually love them. Won't go into any more detail. But I love them. Don't have a problem with them. Can chat with you about the theology of that from that side. No problem. Not being arrogant, not being weird. I don't have a problem with them. Because God looks at our heart. God sees in. Convictions are amazing. 
Personal convictions are incredible. We've got to have them. We've got to live by standards. We've got to live by virtues. We've got to live by values. We've got to have them. But what's not cool is putting them on other people and forming an us and their mindset. With other denominations, with the way other people do worship, with the way that other people pray, with the way that other people structure their Sunday service. It's it's us. And I don't want to, my passion is to not get into this us and their mindset with with the people that don't know Jesus. I'm super passionate about it. We took up an offering on Good Friday. We said, you know what? We're not taking a church offering up today. We're taking up the money for the Good Friday appeal. And we raised $1,134.55. Couldn't enter in because I thought it was going to charge my credit card 10 grand. So I, um, which would have been okay, but we don't believe in going into debt, being generous. It's called stupidity. So, um, but we, 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 we want to break the lines of, of us and them. We want to honor, we want to value, we want to see, whatever they believe, whatever, see, even that mindset, I want to remove that they, them, it's them, it's those. Can we, can we break these lines? And you know what? I see you, I love you, I value you. Can we get to unconditional love? Because you're saying, yeah, but I disagree with that choice that you're making. Let's just talk about the yes and no vote. We can get super, super yuck, super quick. Can you step, because I'll tell you what, yeah, my love's conditional, but that but means there's conditions. Can we remove the buts from our love for people? Because they're in charge of them, God loves them, and God loves you. It's not our role to change who they are because of the way that we believe. This is a really big deal. I just want to stamp this message with kindness. We can't be kind unless we have humility. Kindness and humility are a really big deal. Because what humility does, it actually causes us to come in low and to listen. Because we come up with, that's what social media is about. You don't know what's in Steve Smith's heart. You don't know the things that are going on in his world. You don't know that our, our church vision is presence, health, and influence. Health is not physical, it's internal. It's our inner world. All the stuff going on inside of us that no one sees. We want to see that healthy and whole as a church. David Warner. We don't know. It says that he instigated the plan. He's got millions of dollars. He's a, he's a great cricketer. There's reasons for why people do things. So can we put on humility? The Bible says that we've got to do it. God can't do it. We put it on and he blesses it. Humility. And can we put on kindness? Because it's such a big deal. I want to be real and genuine with people. I don't want to pray for them so they encounter Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, pray a prayer. I want to pray for them because that sickness isn't okay. I don't want to go, I'm going to pray for you. And the only reason I'm praying for you is uh, so you are born again. Now, of course, I want them to experience Jesus. But if my motive for praying is just so they pray a prayer, we've missed it. Can we step into careness um, to, be, to, to care for people? to be kind, to be not in a hurry, to listen, to bridge the gap. Because you know what? On the news today, there's going to be, pe- there's going to be news articles all about Easter. And it's not going to show the thousands lining up at different churches. It's not, going to, it's not going to show the miracles. It's not going to show that people encountered Jesus. It's not going to show the good stuff. They just don't do it. 
And what that does is it, is it subconsciously confirms people's negative views of Jesus. And when we step into humility and kindness, we deconstruct them. 